Good morning. This is Paul Donovan, Chief Economist at UBS Global Wealth Management. It's 6.30 in the morning London time on Friday the 15th of July. Italy faces a possible political crisis. This is not a situation that is entirely without precedent. Prime Minister Draghi resigned after the coalition government split. President Mattarella refused to accept Prime Minister Draghi's resignation. Draghi now speaks to Parliament. There are really three options. Draghi wins some vote of confidence and life carries on. Draghi loses a vote of confidence and a new Prime Minister is appointed. Draghi loses a vote of confidence and there are elections now rather than in February of next year. Normally, political upheavals in Italy are not that big a story for financial markets. However, with the European Central Bank preparing to introduce its plan to rig government bond markets at its forthcoming policy meeting, additional volatility in the Italian bond market becomes more significant. Any increase in the volatility of Italian bond yields may test the ECB's bond market manipulation earlier and more significantly than had been assumed. The United States is going to be offering us retail sales data for June. This is a nominal number, so it will include the effect of price increases. It is worth noting that the price increases that will affect retail sales are retail prices and not consumer price inflation. Fictional prices, like owner's equivalent rent, do not increase retail sales, and quality adjustment doesn't change the price that inflates or deflates retail sales. Both affect consumer prices. This number is going to become increasingly important, because to get inflation down, the US Federal Reserve needs to squeeze profits by cutting pricing power by reducing demand. There was some evidence from the Beige Book that consumers are starting to rebel against price increases with reduced demand, although not for all goods and services. The absolute necessity of going on holiday at whatever price is still coming through quite clearly in the data. Of course, lower demand doesn't mean lower prices immediately. Inflation will naturally lag demand. In China, second quarter GDP was weaker than expected, with the official data suggesting that the economy grew at 0.4% year over year. This reflects the domestic impact of the restrictions related to the zero-COVID policy. The global implications of slower Chinese growth need to be considered very carefully. China matters to the global GDP aggregate, But the global GDP aggregate doesn't matter at all. China matters to the aggregate simply because it's a large economy and therefore has a high weighting. But what matters to the global economy is how integrated China is to the rest of the world. Does China's slowdown reflect a change in China's supply of goods to the rest of the world or its demand for goods from the rest of the world? And... How important are those two things? Because this is a domestic and mainly service sector slowdown in China, and because of the pattern of Chinese imports, this disappointment does not have the impact on other economies that, say, a similar US disappointment would have.
It's worth noting that because a lot of global companies make products in China for China, the impact of China on the European and US economies is less than the impact on European and US listed companies. Elsewhere on the data calendar, US industrial production will give some further evidence on the strength of global supply. The US is the world's second or third largest manufacturing economy, depending on whether or not you consider the glittering wonder that is the euro to be a single entity. US supply of stuff does therefore matter, and the US has been part of the global supply boom. The US New York Empire State Manufacturing Sentiment Opinion Poll is due, and investors can ignore the numbers with some confidence. Import and export prices are also scheduled in the States. That's all for today. Have a good day. 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 UBS Chief Investment Office's investment views are prepared and published by the Global Wealth Management Business of UBS AG or its affiliate, UBS. This material has no regard to the specific investment objectives, financial situation, or particular needs of any specific recipient and is published for informational purposes only. As a firm providing wealth management services to clients globally, UBS AG and its subsidiaries offer both investment advisory services and brokerage services. Investment advisory services and brokerage services are separate and distinct, differ in material ways and are governed by different laws and separate arrangements. In the USA, UBS Financial Services, Inc. is a subsidiary of UBS AG and a member of FINRA SIPC. For information, please visit our website at ubs.com forward slash working with us. For a full legal disclaimer applicable to the independent investment views produced by UBS, please visit our website at ubs.com forward slash CIO disclaimer.